This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And happy Thursday, everyone. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Dr. Kelly Victory, joining us. Let me bring her up right now as I try to. My phone screen just quit, so give me one second here, and I will do my best. Charlie, why don't you bring up Kelly, Dr. Kelly on one channel and then Steve on the other, and I will handle this on my end as I can. Dr. Kelly, how are you? Hey, I'm well. Thanks for having me, as always. I missed you last week. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it and uh, appreciate you being with us. Got a lot to talk about today. Steve, how are you today? I'm not very happy, John. Well... Let's, Don't get me started. Let's get into it. That's why we're here. Steve's going to be with us the first half hour today. If you have any questions, by the way, please text us, 307-200-8222. So, Steve, you sent something to Dr. Kelly and I literally just a few minutes ago before we came on air. Explain it to our listeners what you sent us. A doctor in Grand Junction, Colorado, prescribed ivermectin, three patients for COVID relief. Um, the state has decided to suspend his license indefinitely because they said he was not supposed to order it for that, even though I've seen nothing to indicate any of the patients were harmed by it or even objected to it. Mm, unbelievable. But he's losing his life, being suspended for medicine. Now, keep in mind, John, I just came out of a hospital a few minutes ago um, where the shortage in primary care physicians is so desperate that they really, I mean, patient management is terrible. People are not getting access to care. And we're going to go ahead and suspend a doctor, doctors who we need a lot of right now, because of three patients getting a drug that is one of the safest in history, and it doesn't appear anything bad happened to the patient. Unbelievable. Dr. Kelly, what's your comment on that? Well, this is really one of the most important issues that has come up during the pandemic. And I think, although we've talked about it in the past, I think it bears repeating some of these things because the, the lay public is very confused about what this whole uh, argument is about prescribing things, quote, off-label. To be clear, the FDA's job is to determine if a drug is safe, if it's safe to use in humans. So once a drug is FDA approved, what the FDA is saying is this drug is safe. Okay. It doesn't have any ill effects or, okay, doesn't have anything to do with what you use it for. The only thing the, when the FDA says this is FDA approved for blank, for, you know, diabetes, for high blood pressure, that only, John, impacts how the drug manufacturer is allowed to market it. Okay. It has nothing to do with how a doctor prescribes it. Okay, so this so, has to do with how they actually market the drug, not how a physician feels that you, uh, the patient could benefit from said drug. It strictly has to do with when they run TV commercials and things like that, how it's marketed. That's 
exactly right. So more than 30% of all prescriptions written are written what we would call off-label, meaning okay. uh, the drug was it was initially intended for this thing, but doctors have figured out over time that it works for something else. Okay. We have anti-seizure medications that we use for chronic pain. We have blood pressure medications that we use for migraine headaches. We have chemotherapy agents that turn out they work for psoriasis, and on and on and on. Once a drug is safe, a doctor can prescribe it for anything. So fast forward now to COVID. We have a pandemic where we were supposed to believe the federal government was telling us there are no treatments. So if there are no treatments and doctors can come up with something that we know it's safe because it's FDA approved, right? Right. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, the FDA put their stamp of approval on it. Then why in the world should doctors not have been allowed to try those things when they had good reason to believe it might work? Hmm. Okay? So, So Steve is absolutely correct. The idea that Doctors are being targeted, uh, threatened with loss of licensure, sanction, or anything else because we did what we have always done. And anybody who's a naysayer on this, I would, I would say, go open your medicine cabinet because there's a darn good chance that any drug you have in there is actually written off-label because we do it all the time. The only thing that mattered was that it was safe. So instead of being allowed to use safe medications that have been FDA-approved, in the case of hydroxychloroquine, FDA-approved since 1942, and, and ivermectin for decades and decades and decades, great safety profile, instead of being able to do that, we were told, no, you must prescribe these brand-new 15-minute-old drugs yep. that haven't been tested yep. on anything. It's preposterous. It really And, Steve, this goes, everything Kelly said, by the way, is spot on. I can't, can't, you just, I mean, she's the doctor. I can't disagree with any of that and know that all to be true because we've talked about this many, many times on the program. The medical community, uh, and, and I want to get your opinion on this. To, to me, this is nothing more than the medical community being bullied into doing something that government wants them to do. And when we enter that age as a society, we are in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, John, I'm beginning to think more and more about what Brett Weinstein said about, you know, the reason why you push Paxlovid, the reason why you're sending commercials to people about if you're over 50, you probably need a medication if you get COVID. And the reason why you penalize people who are using off-label ivermectin is because they want the money from those drug sales. Pharma pays FDA. They pay CDC. They pay NIH. They can't do gain of function. They can't do all those things. Some of it government-funded, but certainly the stuff that's off-label for them, they need the money. And I feel like they're desperate for it, at least one of the consideration on why they're doing this. And it's really, really bad. The other thing, too, really quick, Steve, I want you to comment, and then Dr. Kelly, you as well. But to my knowledge, and Steve, you guys, again, you two are the experts here. I am not. But to my knowledge, the drugs that... That Dr. Kelly just mentioned, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, those particular drugs, given the age, patents, and so on, there is not near the profit margin in those particular drugs as there would be some of the things they would rather see you know, prescribed by doctors. Am I correct in saying that, Steve? Yes. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Kelly talked about off-label drugs. Botox is an off-label drug. People use it all the time. True. I mean, there's just it's crazy what's going on with this whole concept. Ivermectin's been be, being beat up for two and a half years now because it goes back to the original thing that said you cannot make an EUA drug, you can't emergency authorize use of drug if there is a bioequivalent treatment 
for the condition. There's been a bioequivalent treatment since Pierre Corey and Elliot and Kelly and all these doctors put together protocols back in the spring of 2020. And they've been trying to beat those things up because they wanted the vaccines to come to market. Yep. Yep. Dr. Kelly, I'll give you the last word on that, then we'll move on. No, 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 you're exactly right about these. These drugs are generic. The ones we're talking about, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, steroids are all generic, and therefore they cost pennies a pill. No pharmaceutical company's making any money on them, and that's why they couldn't allow it. So, you know, they, they said, no, we need to get these EUAs. On for the vaccines and on all of these newfangled fancy medications that we could charge thousands of dollars per dose for, and we could, we are going to put a hit job out on drugs mm-hmm. again. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine; those two not only are so safe, we actually give them to pregnant women. They're that safe. Wow. They both drugs have been on the World Health Organization's list of quote essential medications worldwide. For decades, meaning these are drugs that are so important, we need to never run out of them. They are available over the counter in almost every country other than the Canada, in Canada and the United States. In other words, most countries, you can go in and buy hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin the way we buy yeah, Tylenol. Very true. They're that safe. Very true. Okay? And, we have a, and then on top of it, we have a study authored by none other than the NIH under the tutelage of Anthony Fauci from 2005, where they acknowledged that hydroxychloroquine was very effective against SARS-CoV-1. They knew darn well, which is why we knew that there was a good chance it would work against SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. So it's not like people just sort of pulled this out of thin air and said, wow, let's you know try hydroxychloroquine. We did it with good cause. Mm-hmm. Likewise with ivermectin, has strong antiviral properties, strong anti-inflammatory properties. There's a reason why places like sub-Saharan Africa and India didn't suffer the scourge of COVID the way Western Europe and the United States did. Great point. All right. Great great stopping point. We'll come back. i got another segment with Steve. He'll be with us until the uh, bottom of the hour, until 3.30. So guys, hang tight. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. Mid-season tune-up. Give them a call today. Anything you need for your furnace or electrical system, 720-526-0231. You just found out that you need to replace your furnace and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family with a culture of service, excellence, and growth. Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Portal Butchers Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. Again, anything you need when it comes to a mortgage, give Kurt a call, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 
4.913% second, 5.913 to third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. All of us are experiencing higher energy prices. Lock those in today so you don't have those uh, you know, those really high rates that are not only now but coming in the future. Talk to Alan Davis, Solar Energy Partners, 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, along with Steve House. He'll be with us until 3.30. So Steve started off with sort of a irritating, really ang- you know, v- maddening is what I should say, thing that's happening here in Colorado. On the same token, there's some good things happening. And Dr. Kelly, you tweeted out something we'll get to in a moment. But on top of that, uh, Dr. Peter McCulloch, his case against him has been dismissed. He wants to thank, of course, all of his colleagues, patients, and followers for the unwavering support. But he has been uh, that basically that count that 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 case against him has been totally dismissed. And I think we're going to see more of that coming down the pike. What are your thoughts, Dr. Kelly? Yes, and I'm just thrilled. I, obviously, uh, I'm a huge fan of Peter's, and he's become a friend during this debacle. Uh, it, he was sued by uh, Baylor Medical. Uh, system uh, claiming that he had uh, falsely, uh, you know, claimed association with them after he had been fired. Uh, he did nothing of the sort. Uh, they were suing him for a million dollars, essentially for defamation. It was clearly a, an intimidation tactic, and it's a way uh, was a way of trying to mm-hmm. uh, terrorize other physicians into towing the party line and not speaking out against their hospital systems. I'm thrilled that Peter. Uh, uh, came through that the case was dismissed. It's a you know definitely a victory for free speech. Uh, and uh, as Peter said, despite all of the just it's debilitating and exhausting and stressful. Uh, but he said if he had to do it all again, he would do nothing differently. And yeah. and I think that that's awesome. Speaking of that, and uh, 
I want to get your comment on this and then Steve to follow up. You you tweeted out earlier, I'm fascinated that folks like Scott Adams says are perplexed about how those of us who were right from the very beginning knew what we knew. That's his quote, by the way. Seriously, I studied science, knew history, analyzed patterns, reviewed data, and was honest. It was not difficult. Those were your words, which, by the way, is our sentiment here on the program, and I'll get Steve's comments on this in a moment. But, Dr. Kelly, great tweet, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I was irritated, although, you know, that Scott Adams came out and said, while he's freely acknowledging that those of us who are not vaccinated are, quote, the winners in his mind, that we were right, uh, he chalked up to how it is that we made that decision to our uh, generalized, quote, distrust of government. Um, now, while I have a healthy distrust for government, uh, that certainly isn't what drove my decisions and what drove me to make uh, the statements that I've made from the very beginning of this pandemic. Um, I, I didn't just guess that masks didn't work. I didn't guess that social distancing uh, was a made-up construct. I didn't guess that lockdowns would cause more harm than good. And I sure as heck didn't guess that the vaccines, quote-unquote, would be a disaster. Uh, this is based on hard science, what, yep. you know, really looking at the data. And so the idea that those of us who made the decisions we made um, are just distrustful of authority um, really is simple for Scott Adams. But that simply isn't the truth. Steve, you and I talked about some of these things even before you met Dr. Kelly and she started joining our program on a weekly basis. And even you and I had determined some of these things early on. I am not a physician. You are not a physician. But both, you know, you're in the medical world a lot. I am not. But both of us could look at data, read, and really make some discerning um, uh, discoveries, I guess you could say, on a lot of this early on. How is this so hard for everybody else? I'm confused, Steve. Depends on, I mean, even today, right? I mean, I still talk to lots of people, John, who, who, who are asking about getting the fifth booster, and they're asking it legitimately. I thought that the podcast with Joe Rogan that I sent you guys was interesting because there's a lot of people that just don't read what we read. They don't ask their doctor. And even if they do ask their doctor, some doctors don't read what Kelly reads and True. what other doctors True. I don't read. I mean, they're just not as informed. And, and here's the real big deal, right? So you take this thing called mRNA and you want to use it as a technology to be um, using it against covid and what you do is you change the definition of vaccine because you want it to qualify by calling it a vaccine. And it couldn't when the original definition, you change it to vaccine. Why do you change it to vaccine? Because people will accept yep. a vaccine. Yep. They won't accept a genetic change to your cell right. um, as an experiment or you. But if you call it a vaccine, the vast majority of people in this country say, well, it's a vaccine. I take lots of vaccines. Why should I be worried about it? Yep. Great point. That whole process of changing the definition of vaccine, to me, was one of the most manipulative ways, and it has resulted in one of the greatest set of injuries and long-term problems that people are going to have, as we saw from Ryan Cole with every cancer cell has a spike protein in it from his perspective now. I mean, all that stuff, John, was really about changing the vaccine definition so you yep. could call this thing a vaccine. No, nope, you are right. Dr. Kelly, I'll let you comment on that as well. And, and again, I, I, I know I sound... Uh, very um, critical, I guess I could say, of a lot of individuals where they, you know, to me, they just, to me, this is not that complicated to figure out what's going on. But to Steve's point, I don't watch the mainstream news. I don't go, th I don't go and do all the things that, the, you know, regular, I guess a regular American does on a daily basis. I'm here doing this every day, studying the data and the things that we all talk about. So I guess in that case, I'm lucky. But to me, this just isn't that complicated, Dr. Kelly. 
Uh, no, it certainly wasn't for me. As I said, I didn't have a crystal ball. Uh, I wasn't prescient. I just followed with the actual science. Um, but it, to Steve's point, in addition, it was multifaceted. That you know, changing the definition of vaccine was certainly one component. But it was multifaceted. It also had to do with absolutely falsifying uh, the true risk that individuals had from this from this virus. It was acting as if everyone was an equivalent risk rather than saying the truth, which was that it's a relatively small number of people actually were at risk, largely the elderly and those with underlying infirmities. It also uh, was based on them lying, flat out lying about the fact that the vaccines, quote unquote, would keep you from spreading the virus to others. So it wasn't just one thing. It really required this multifaceted approach of saying, first, it's a vaccine, which it's not. Secondly, everybody's at risk and we're all going to die if you don't take this thing. And if you don't do it for yourself, you need to do it to save grandma uh, or your sick and you know elderly parents at home and on and on. So they just kept layering it on, layering on. And then if that wasn't enough, they held the ultimate cudgel, which was, and here's the deal, people, you're not going back to living your lives if you don't take this thing. We're going to keep you locked in your houses, unable to go to church, unable to go to school, unable to earn a living if you don't roll up your sleeve. So it was really, it was a, a multi-pronged approach. It was well-coordinated. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen. This happened in conjunction not only with the FDA and the CDC, all of the talking heads, public health, uh, you know, the teachers union, they were all in on it. Yep. And on top of that, I want to make sure, Steve, before you leave, you comment on this as well. On top of all of that, Dr. Kelly, you know, we, we talked months ago now, and I'm sorry to say that once again, we were right, because honestly, I didn't want to be right. But what we said was, with everything that's happened with the shots, the jabs, and where we're at today with them and all the boosters and so on, knowing what we know and what we especially know now, and now looking at the data coming back in from deaths from the vaccine. Guys, you know, Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you, but we've been spot on. We haven't missed that one either, I hate to say. No, and, and this isn't something that I take glee out of being right about, John. Uh, this is horrific. I had predicted that we were going to see not only um, some of these issues, autoimmune issues, which go hand in hand with upticks uh, in cancer rates and resurgence of cancers, but as everyone knows, hopefully by now, we're seeing massive cardiac injuries. We're seeing massive numbers of neurologic complications, new onset seizures. Uh, it, it, go, it goes on and on. Unfortunately, we have only seen the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we knew that these things had not been adequately tested. There's never been a safe and effective mRNA vaccine or injection ever, not because they haven't tried. Uh, scientists have been working on an mRNA vaccine for well more than a decade. They have always failed miserably, sometimes uh, with all of the animals in the trials dying. Yet this one was rolled out with a paucity of safety data behind it. We know that they don't stop you from contracting COVID, and it's getting worse and worse. The most recent huge study, 50,000 patients that came out of Cleveland Clinic uh, a week ago, now showing it is irrefutable. Mm. The more injections you have, Mm -hmm. the higher the risk that you will contract COVID. 
Steve, I'll let you comment before you leave. And again, I hate to say that we have been correct on this. And you even said there's a lot more of this coming. And I'm afraid that you are correct in that statement. I, I hate to say that, but you're correct. Well, I think about it, John. We had a article come out that Peter McCullough shared on Twitter with they're seeing type 1 diabetes um, post-vaccination that they tied it directly back to the vaccine itself. I mean, I don't know where the edges of this nightmare are. I mean, if you if it's in cancer cells, if it can cause type 1 diabetes, and everybody realizes that that's generally a childhood disease you get genetically, which means something genetic is actually happening, and that's where mRNA comes from. Kelly's right about all the lies, not only all the lies, but they also knew that it wasn't safe. It's not like they didn't test or figure out it wasn't safe. True. They just didn't tell us it wasn't That's safe. That's very true. And then they didn't test very much. So the bottom line is, John, I think we're going to continue this conversation on Thursdays for several years. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll get to talk about something else somewhere. But, you know, with doctors and nurses, pilots, right? I mean, pilots are now at risk of flying and yep. losing their careers. I mean, there is just no end in sight to the devastation that these vaccines are going to cause us. I agree. Steve, as always, I know you got to run. I appreciate it very much. I want to yep. honor your time, and thank you, sir, very much. Thank you both. You're very welcome. Uh, Dr. Kelly, we'll continue on. Uh, I had a question that just came in from a listener that wanted me to ask you. There's a Article out on nationalfile.com, exclusive. The federal government is tracking unvaccinated people who go to the doctor and to the hospital due to CDC-designed surveillance program. I just got this in. I have not had time to read this particular article. Have you heard anything along these lines at all? Well, I I think what they're probably referencing is this new ICD-10 code, uh, which is being rolled out, and this is a reality. Uh, They're rolling out a new code, the ICD codes, um, actually capture. Yep, and I just I just read down on the article a little bit, and that's exactly what it is. The ICD-10. Yeah, yeah. The ICD codes are the way that physicians capture primarily for billing purposes, but also so that we can do research. Okay. Different disease states and conditions. So there's a specific, you know, ICD code for for every single different medical condition. Uh, they are now putting out two new ICD codes regarding. COVID vaccination, so that they are asking physicians to capture whether or not, and this is supposed to start in April, uh, whether or not the patient has been partially or fully vaccinated for COVID. Interesting, since vaccination is neither a disease nor a condition, uh, and we don't do it for any other vaccinations. Um, I had a long conversation with Dr. Harvey Reich about this just the other day. Uh, I think it's implausible that they can actually do this with any um, with any consistency. It's dangerous stuff because the last thing you want to be doing is giving any of this kind of information to the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government not only can, uh, quote, mistakenly leak it to anybody they want, including your employer or anybody else, uh, but we know, based on what we've seen this last three years, John, that the government has tried to use vaccination status as a way to control your behavior, whether it's your ability to travel, your ability to attend school, your ability to go to work, leave your house, or anything else. Um, So this article is correct. They have uh, created these two ICD codes uh, with the intention of being able to capture vaccine status. Uh, Why anyone would believe that they would tell the truth to their physician is beyond me at this point, given what we've been through. But that is, in fact, their intention. Uh, Very interesting. Okay, so for those of you that texted that in, 
There is your answer. All right, something else that Charlie and I were talking about yesterday. We've heard some different folks out there, different programs and so on. And somebody we heard the other day, and again, I don't have all of the exact details on this, so you know, forgive me if I'm not saying this correctly, but are there any herbs that counter the vaccine spike protein. There's rumors out there that echinacea, for example, might actually counter the spike protein. Have you heard anything along those lines at all? Is that a reality or not? Well, people are certainly, myself included, working tirelessly trying to come up with ways to combat this. I've been saying now for some months, um, uh, although I would be, you know, I would love to get out there and do an I told you so victory lap, um, it, particularly given the way I've been treated, there's no time for that. We have got to be looking for ways to fix this, to help people who have been harmed or who are going to be harmed by these shots. So that means trying to find ways to either neutralize or eliminate these spike proteins, trying to find ways to turn off the mRNA so that you stop producing more proteins, and perhaps ways to try to eliminate these lipid nanoparticles, which are also toxic. Despite all of this, we, there is not yet a way to, uh, to rid yourself of these uh, spike proteins. As I said, many people are looking at different uh, herbs, different medications, including things like whether ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine play a role, uh, echinacea and things that actually enhance the immune system certainly aren't going to hurt you, but there isn't any evidence that any of these things actually remove, quote-unquote, or neutralize or somehow render um, non-toxic the spike proteins. That's what I believe we need an all-hands-on-deck yeah, call to arms. I think everyone needs to be working on this right now. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Kelly, because, again, I, I'm, I'm not a medical professional. For those of you listening, I, we do this program on, on you know, this particular hour everything, every single Thursday, talk a lot about it. I've learned a ton over the past several years being with Dr. Kelly, and I mean that sincerely. I've learned a lot. I'm not a medical doctor, not by any stretch of the imagination. But, Dr. Kelly, I also know enough from what we've talked about that if somebody were to find some sort of a counter to the spike protein, there would have to be a lot of studies, you know, uh, blood sampling, you know, somebody takes echinacea for X amount of time. They take us, you know, they take samples, of course, on the front side to establish a baseline. They didn't take echinacea for a certain amount of time. They then have to take another blood test. I mean, to me, there's a lot of work and you'd have to do this on a lot of people, not just one or two to determine if this is the case. I, I just... Not that I'm the ultimate skeptic, but, but, you know, I'm a realist. I call this show Rush to Reason for a reason. I want to be very reasonable about what we tell people. And I'm not saying that that's not true and that echinacea couldn't help you. And there's nothing wrong with taking it. There's lots of other great, great effects from it. But I think I would be hard-pressed to tell people they're going to counter the spike protein by taking it because I just don't see any studies that support that. No, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. There aren't any studies that show that. This is where I employ the look, if it's safe and it isn't going to hurt you and you have some reason to think this might help, then I have no trouble, you know, no problem with people doing it. What I don't want to see happen is a lot of charlatans are out there, a lot of snake oil salesmen are out there now trying to make money off of people's fear and they're selling a lot of things online uh, and elsewhere you know, with these claims that they will somehow detoxify your body from the effects of these injections. Be very careful not to buy into that. That said, if you think 
There's no reason at this point to avoid doing things that we know to be safe and that may have some other benefits. Because, frankly, this, John, is how we come upon some of these things, Mm -hmm. how we make these discoveries. So, um, you know, I am telling people, focus on all the things you can do to enhance your immune system, all the things that are hard to do. Make sure, you know, get your weight under control, daily exercise, stress mitigation, you know, uh, good nutrition, all of these things. This is no time to sort of let things slip, uh, despite how stressed out people are and how tired people are of this entire, you know, madness. Uh, But at this point, there's no study yet. We don't have anything yet uh, that shows that there's a way to remove these spike proteins. They seem to be embedded in pretty much every organ system. Uh, Many, many at the cellular level, we've been able to prove that conclusively and show it. Dr. Ryan Cole and I did a long show yesterday looking at slides together. And uh, I think that short of coming up with a way to rid the body of the spike proteins, and as importantly, you got to turn off that mRNA because there's, you know, right now no off switch and no one knows how long the mRNA is going to stick around in the bodies of those people who have received these injections and for how long you are going to continue to crank out new spike proteins. Uh, so th- this really is a problem. All right. Uh, let's hold that thought. Perfect perfect segue. We'll come right back. Any more questions for Dr. Kelly, please let me know. 307-200-8222. Hi, Five Plumbing is next. Keep that number handy. No matter what you have going on when it comes to plumbing, they can take care of you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing Now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High Five is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, he wants to help you with your future finances and getting you all dialed in on that. And as I always say, if you haven't had a conversation with your financial advisor of late, you need to talk to Al. 303-744-1128. Your kids need to start planning for retirement. Golden Eagle Financial and Al Smith can help them get started on their retirement plans now. A small amount of time and money today can make a huge difference for their financial future. Beginning at 20 versus 40 is not a linear difference. It's exponential. With compound interest, that investment will grow exponentially so your children can accumulate more money for a successful retirement. Introducing your children to retirement planning early allows you to set them up for a financially successful future and enables them to handle a financial emergency without relying on your help. Getting them started with a solid retirement plan through Golden Eagle Financial today will not only save both of you money, but can also create wealth for them down the road. Call Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial now, 303-744-1128. 
303-744-1128 or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, Colorado Heritage Education School System, CHESS for short. 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschoolers to help them and their families. And they've got a brick-and-mortar school as well. In fact, one of their projects today was an egg drop design project. They had a class where it's about an hour and a half to build a container that housed an uncooked egg. The class may only use material supplied to them in that class hour. They then dropped about 15 feet onto a hard surface, and the engineer whose egg does not break wins. These are the kind of things that they will teach your kids, and even if you're a homeschooler, they will assist in these types of projects as well. It's Chess, Colorado Heritage Education School System. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado, or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, Chess, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. Chess offers a variety of classes from K through 12 to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. Chess teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. Chess offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join Chess where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Appreciate you joining us very much. Dr. Kelly Victory with us right now as well, which she is every Thursday. And if you'd like more information on Dr. Kelly, go right to our website, rushtoreason.com. And you can find her there. There's an entire page dedicated to Dr. Victory as far as all of her accolades and things that she has done. We probably need to add to that, Dr. Kelly, with some of the things that have even come up of late. This was interesting that came in yesterday. Uh, Producer Ann sent me this. 
And this goes along with a lot of what you and I have talked about really over the past few years. Uh, Just heard a stat today from Dr. Mark Hyman. He is the doctor of functional medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. If people are able to have one more year of life that was healthy, where they weren't in need of any kind of medical care, we would save $37 trillion a year. That's a huge number, Dr. Kelly. It it is, and I think, uh, you know... Um, there's no way for me to validate that. I, I no, me neither. haven't done the math. Although if you think about how many people that. go to the doctor and the different things they do and so on and so forth, and just adding a year of healthy life to every single American, 300 and whatever, 40 million of us roughly, uh, you know what? It's pr- it may be a high number, but may not be. it may not be all that unattainable. Well, I, I think the, the, the dark side of this, and I hate to be uh, – you know, to, to, be, to be a downer, but the dark side of this is that there are many people who believe that part of the motivation uh, of this pandemic was to actually eliminate enough people that we save a heck of a lot of money. Now, uh, you're doing the math on what it would mean uh, financially if everybody had one more healthy year of life not requiring medical care. The other way to save a lot of money, John, is to eliminate a lot of people is to not have them around for those elderly years, for those waning years when they're very expensive on the system. Uh, and I think that, you know, if the, the government were interested in actually saving money uh, on health care, uh, they would do things like eliminate cigarette smoking and, and some things of that sort. Uh, so, you know, how the economics of this work out um, re- remains to be seen. Uh, I'd like to believe that we're saving money by making people healthier, uh, but that's not really what the system tends to do. Hospitals only make money one way, and yeah. that's when you're in it. Yeah, unfortunately, we have a system, and we've talked about this a little bit, but probably not as much as we should. Unfortunately, we have a system designed around health emergencies, not, we call it health care, Dr. Kelly, but frankly, we have a health crisis system where when somebody is finally in crisis mode, it's like when I used to fix cars and, you know, something's to the point where the brakes are metal to metal or the wheels are falling off, it's now a crisis. We don't push the maintenance side like I used to on the car side where I never wanted that situation ever happen in the first place. And most of my customers, by the way, once I had them trained, never did. We don't do that in the medical community like we should. No question. I've said for decades, we don't have a health care system in the United States. We have a disease care system. That's right. If you, ask a, if you ask a room full of people, how many of you received a postcard from your auto dealer or your car mechanic uh, this year reminding you that it was time to come in for an oil change? Nearly 100% of people will raise their hands. If you ask those people, how many of you received a postcard this year reminding you that it was time for Fluffy or, you know, your your dog or cat to come in for their annual exam, nearly 100% of people will raise their hand. Right. How many people got that from their doctors? Uh, None. Zero. Very it, few. We, we, right. Oh, you know, well, you know the, only, the only buddy, Dr. Kelly, that I see doing some of what you just said are the functional medical doctors where they're looking at the whole health side of things, not just crisis care, but what can we do preventatively to make sure that you stay healthy? And those guys' case, or those guys and gals, I should say, in their case, yes, they do some of that, but that's all I've ever seen. Exactly. And so we have a system where, you know, we line up the most expensive ICUs and ambulances and and, uh, what you call crisis care at the bottom of the cliff. 
Uh, we line them up and say, we've got the best health care system in the world, so when you fall off the cliff, we'll be here yep. to take care of you, when you could actually just build a fence at the top. Yep. Um, but building a fence at the top of the cliff doesn't make anybody a heck of a lot of money. Um, it, it, it's what's best for society, but it's not best for industry. Well, but you know, if here really quick of- though, let me let me share something with you because I used to fight some of the same thing. You, you're going to find this hard to believe, but in the automotive world back in the day, when a few shops like mine started looking at more of the preventative maintenance side of things, because really up and up until a certain point, really into like the mid '90s, Dr. Kelly, the automotive world worked off of crisis care, just like it is in healthcare. We didn't worry about anything on a car until it actually broke. We learned from a lot of the foreign car makers who taught their customers very well what preventative maintenance was, that we needed to start doing some of the preventative maintenance. And I will tell you early on, before the industry made a complete about-face change in that, shops like mine were criticized for doing preventative maintenance and telling people they needed to change certain fluids and do certain things on a timely fashion. Most shops would just let things fail and then replace it at that time. And I will tell you, I took a lot of heat from those shops that wanted things to fail so they could spend more money on the customer car replacing things versus maintaining them but as time went by the industry changed and most you know now most shops will do preventative maintenance and encourage you to do the same thing that same approach has to happen in healthcare without a question uh, you know and when you all you need to do is look at big pharma and look at you know the nonstop ads on on yep. you know television yep. for but if it actually was about trying to make you healthier why wouldn't there be ads for generic medication? Great there's point. never an ad for the, you, there, there's no, you, there's no ad for a generic medication. It's only Rebelsis and you know eighty thousand other relatively new um, medications that are on brand that are very very expensive uh, that they are trying to push because these make pharmaceutical companies a lot of money. If it was about the when's the last time you saw an advertisement for penicillin? You, you don't. Know, antibiotics. You don't. I mean, no, never, never, never. You're never going to see any, you know, you're not going to ever see an advertisement for generic insulin or generic anything because that it has nothing to do with health. Yeah, good and point. we don't have a health care system here. No, we do not. We, as you said, we have a crisis care system. And, you know, I think that's something that most people need to be reminded of is that, you know, while people may feel like their doctor has their best interest in heart, and there's a lot of great doctors, don't get me wrong, you're one of them. So, yes, they may very well have someone along those lines. My fear, though, is if you're part of a big HMO, PPO, where you may go see one doctor today and a different one in a month, uh, I hate to say, Dr. Kelly, no, they don't have your best interest at heart. I'm sorry, they just don't. Well, it's really, no, and it's really changed. It has changed very much from when I went into this. And probably my most, you know, the thing that's most distressing to me, really, of all the things that have happened, John, during this pandemic, is what has been exposed in my own profession. Yeah. Uh, the yep. absolute lack of intellectual curiosity, yep. uh, the laziness amongst my colleagues, their refusal to actually engage in critical thinking, the fact that they have bought hook, line, and sinker, what they were told. I've said over and over again, if I had a dime for every consult I did over the years with my colleagues, every time I called a colleague, called somebody within my specialty or outside and said, what's your opinion? Can you take a look at this? I don't need your advice on that. I would be a wealthy woman. I can tell you in 30 plus years of practicing medicine, I never once called the CDC. Mm. Called the FDA. 
Sure as heck never called the NIH. We all of a sudden have gone from never, ever, I mean, that's not who we relied on. We relied on our colleagues. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we have these agencies, yep. Yep. not only with input, they're, they are controlling. They're it's dictatorship. The it's not input, Dr. Dictate. Kelly, as you know. Right. They are dictating what I can and can't do, what I can and can't say yep. what I can and can't prescribe. This is absolutely out of control, and it's leaving us nowhere good, John. No, and, and unfortunately, this is a place in history, in, in our lives, especially as a country, Dr. Kelly. Number one, I didn't think we'd, uh, I, I really, if you, would, if you would have said this to me even five years ago, I would have laughed at you and said, no, 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 we're, we're much better than that. We're not going to allow that to happen. People are smarter. They'll do the research. They'll figure out what's going on. They'll look at the data. I had no idea we had so many gullible people on this, on, on, you know, on planet Earth, but here in the United States especially. I thought we were better than that. No, I, I agree with you, and it's been very, very distressing. I think we've got a lot of work to do if we ever are going to regain the confidence of the public, not only in public health, but in uh, health care in general and in medicine, in our physicians. It's going to require physicians to have to take a really deep you know, look at their own behavior. I've said now for a year Everyone needs to ask themselves or be asked three questions, and this isn't just physicians. It's everybody in big pharma, everybody uh, in the mainstream media, everybody in public health needs to be asked, what did you know, when did you know it, and what did you do about it? I have a prediction, and I hate to be this way, and I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but I don't think health care in this country will ever be the same going forward after what we just went through. In fact, I pr- predict that we will see more and more of these types of things continue to come up because the powers that be know now that they can dupe the majority. Right now, they have duped uh, roughly 83% of the American public into getting a jab. If they know they've got that high in numbers that will believe and be that gullible, Dr. Kelly, I'm sorry, health care as we used to know it is done. I agree with you. I, I agree. I don't think it will ever in our lifetimes go back to what it was. Um, it, you are exactly correct. There's been intrusion of third-party forces, as I just said. It includes organizations like the FDA yep. and CDC. Absolutely includes Big Pharma. Yep. This has been done in concert with the mainstream media. We know that Big Tech was involved in all of this. And when all of these different agencies get involved in what had been a sacrosanct relationship between physicians and patients, we are doomed. It will never go back to anything that you and I uh, would have previously called health care. No, one thing I know I was going to do my very best to get to and talk about today, and I, I will say, uh, everybody listening, I'm sorry. We, we had so many other things we had to talk about and things that even came up last minute. We did not get to it. One of the first things I was going to talk about today with her, with Dr. Kelly, was the building of a parallel society. There's a great seminar coming up where there's a lot of folks just like Dr. Kelly involved in it where really Dr. Kelly talking about the very things you and I are discussing right now. If we get a chance, maybe we can do that next week i we just ran out of time today but you know, i i appreciate your time and i think my, my ultimate what i'm gonna leave people with and i'll talk more about this tomorrow on ready radio is just the fact you better have an alternate when it comes to health care because unless you've got somebody that you know like a dr kelly i think dr kelly uh, folks are going to be sorely disappointed in their current provider if they don't know who they are i i agree with you i agree with you and i appreciate again john these uh 
uh, this platform. It's great to be able to talk openly and honestly with people about this. As I said, I'm always willing to entertain alternate uh, viewpoints if anyone wants to argue. Uh, But I think what we have seen uh, over these past three years has been a real eye-opener, or it should be, uh, and people should take action. I agree. Dr. Kelly, again, thank you so much. Love you. Thanks for all you do for us. I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks, and we'll chat next week. All right, sounds great. Dr. Kelly Victory, again, find her at RushToReason.com. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Dave Bancroft, who was with us yesterday, explained how his windows and doors work and what he does price-wise versus everyone else. He'll save you money. Call him today, 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. Any questions you have when it comes to reverse mortgage or even some alternative mortgages for those of you that are between 55 and 64, call Bruce today, 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com slash reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. For all your real estate needs, Catherine and Robin, KNR Home Transition, 720-437-8210. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Cat and Robin of KR Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market by identifying exactly who your competition is. You'll actually go to see similar listings in your area. So you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. 
That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, once again, if you missed any of this hour, you can catch the replay on RushToReason.com. Just follow it there, and you can find everything you want to know about Dr. Kelly Victory at the same place. Another hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.